Okay, today's daf is Nazir daf Gimel. We left off toward the bottom of daf Beis and Beis. We're going to begin with a little bit of a discussion of Hidur Mitzvah, and then the Gemara we're going to uh, move on to explaining how the various lashonos that the Mishnah had mentioned of Kabbalas Nazirus, like a person saying Hareni Kazeh, Hareni Mesalsel, Hareni Mechalkel, Harenu Mishaleh Pera. Why all of these things mean Kabbalas Nazirus? How they all mean Kabbalas Nazirus? Then on the bottom of Amud Aleph, the Gemara is going to have two explanations of the Machlokas we had between Rameir and the Chachamim whether saying Harei Alaitziparim, the person says that I accept upon myself to bring birds, whether that's a Kabbalist Nazir, so we're going to have two explanations in the Gemara, what the Machlokas is about, whether Harei Alaitziparim is a Kabbalist Nazir, what that Machlokas Rameir and the Chachamim is about, and an Afgamina between them, and then the Mishra on Ahmed Beis is going to have a Machlokas Tanayim, whether accepting partial Nazirus is the same as accepting a full Nazirus, or it's the same as accepting nothing. Let's say a person says, I'm going to be Makabal Nazirus, in that I won't drink wine, but not about Tumalamesim, so uh, Gidl Pera, all the rest. So that's it. the question is, does that mean that he's really a Nazir and he's got to keep all the laws? Or does that mean he's nothing? He's not a Nazir at all because he wasn't really Makabal a Nazirus. So we're going to have that Machlokas Tanaim as well. So I think we left off at the two dots on the bottom of Daf Bezam and Bez. So the Mishnah said, Ahonaev, a person says, Ahonaev, that I'm going to be beautiful, so Nazir. That's a reference to being a Nazir, that's a Kabbalah's Nazirus. Fracta Gemara, how do you know that it's a Kabbalah's Nazirus? Vidilma Anol, the fun of the mitzvos. Maybe what he means is that I'm going to do Hidur Mitzvah in a really impressive way. That's what Na'e means, that I'm going to do Hidur Mitzvah, um, uh, that Es, the fun of Sukkah Na'e, which would mean, for example, that I'm going to make a most beautiful the most beautiful sukkah, lulav na'ah, tzitzis na'ah, I'm going to make a beautiful lulav, I'm going to make beautiful tzitzis, echtov lufan of sefer Torah na'ah, v'achrochenu b'shirai na'im, I'm going to write a beautiful sefer Torah, and I'm going to wrap it in these, in very nice wrappings, in very nice accoutrements for the sefer Torah, so maybe that's what the person means by na'ah, because we do have this concept of hidur mitzvah, which we darshan from Apostle Zek Heli Van Veyu, the Gemara in Shabbos and Perak Rablos of Demila, darshan from Zek Heli Van Veyu, is that a person should be in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu There is a discussion in the Achronim when we say that uh, there's a din of Hidr Mitzvah. Is that a separate mitzvah or is it a chilek of each and every mitzvah? Meaning, do we assume that there's a mitzvah of Lulav and then there's a separate mitzvah of Hidr Mitzvah? Or that the Hidr of your Lulav is, a, is, a, is an enhancement of the mitzvah of Lulav itself? And they, they bring a riot from Shabbos Kuflam Gimel that were Mechal Shabbos even uh, the, for Tzitz and Shein Ma'akvin sounds like it's it's a mitzvah samila that it's uh, that it's docha Shabbos because if if you were able to mean the machlokas in Shabbos whether you, it's it's Shein Ma'akvin is uh, is docha Shabbos and the uh, the Gemara says that while you're still involved in the mitzvah of the mila you can even cut away the tzitz and Shein Ma'akvin as samila the parts that are Ma'akvin that are just there for the hidur mitzvah well since when is hidur mitzvah docha Shabbos mila bismana is docha Shabbos so the the, uh, the it would seem from there, that it's a chilek of the mitzvah itself, that the hidur is a chilek of the mitzvah itself. So a couple of, uh, of other points over here, of interesting points, relating to hidur mitzvah. Rashi Masech HaSukkah, Dav Chavtes, which is where the major discussions of hidur mitzvah are, Rashi writes that a lulav hayavish is puzzle because you need a hidur mitzvah, and it says, it's a mishum shenemar van veyu, because the puzzle says van veyu, and that's why lulav hayavish is puzzle. Tosvos, 
disagrees because he says va'anveyu is only a din l'chadchila. A lulav hayavesh, it's not just that it's not appropriate to use l'chadchila, it's possible. So it can't be based on hidr mitzvah. If it were based on hidr mitzvah, it wouldn't be ma'akev, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible. So the chasam sofer, trying to defend Rashi, points out that the Gemara Gittin on Davchafam Beis, when it talks about a Sefer Torah, the Gemara talks about what if you're writing a Sefer Torah and you write the Shem Hashem, but you forgot to be Makadish the Shem Hashem. You were writing it having a Machshavos of Chulin. You're thinking that you're writing the name Yehuda, you left out the, the letter Dalid, but really the name you were, the, the word you were supposed to put on that spot was Yudke Vavke, so it came out with all the right letters, but the wrong Kavano, so it doesn't have Kavano of Kedushas Hashem. So Rabbi Yehuda holds, no problem, write it over again in ink on top of the, the Yudke Vavke that you have written there. But the Chum Sinai, you can't do that because then the rest of the Torah is going to be written in one layer of ink. The Shem Hashem is going to be written with two layers of ink. It's going to look like it's bolded and it's going to stick out. And the Sefer Torah is near a Kimenumar. It's going to look like a spotted Sefer Torah where the different letters are written differently. And that's, that's going to passel because that's because of Van Veyu. It's not a Hidr Mitzvah to have certain words in the Sefer Torah bolded and other words not bolded. So that's going to be a violation of Van Veyu. But you see over there that it's going to be a violation of Van Veyu and it's going to be passel, says the Chassam Sofer. That's going to passel the Sefer Torah. So, uh, so Rashi must hold that there are certain types of the Anvehu that are a psul and certain types of the Anvehu that are just a din lechachila. So what, what's the chilek? So he says, whenever the Hidur is in the, the, the chefts of the mitzvah itself, that uh, the, versus a Hidur that's chitzoni, that's outside of the chefts uh, of mitzvah, where it will only be lechachila. A person brings a carbon, he should bring the most beautiful carbon, the nicest animal, and that's a hidur mitzvah of hakrava. And even if he shechts a, a shvacha animal, it's a mitzvah to, to, to and if he shechts a shvacha animal, he could even bring on Shabbos another animal in its place. It's more, more beautiful because of hidur mitzvah. But, uh, but but it's certainly not going to be not going to be ma'akev to uh, to 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 uh, dip the horns of every animal that you bring as a carbon in gold. That's chitzoni. That's external to the mitzvah. So he says that's the difference between an eged alulav, the way you bind the lulav, which is not ma'akev, because it's only a noy chitzoni, it's only an, an external type of beautification, versus yavesh, which is a hidur begufa mitzvah. And that's why Rashi says that lulav yavesh is possible mishum, zekeli vanveyu, yet that kind of zekeli vanveyu is actually ma'akev. When it's in the gufa mitzvah, it's ma'akev. But when it's external, like lulav tzarech when you're binding the lulav, that the binding of the lulav, we pass in the same tzarech eged, but it's uh, but mishum zekeli vanveyu, you have to be ma'aged the lulav. How you bind it is external to the mitzvah, that's not going to be ma'akev. And he says, uh, that's uh, he, he, but the chasam sofer adds that hidur mitzvah, even when it is ma'akev, it's only ma'akev for the osea mitzvah, that the he who does the mitzvah is not mekayim the mitzvah. But if there's any sort of chalos in the mitzvah itself, the mitzvah is chal, meaning for example, or you take the example of the carbon. A fellow brings a carbon from a shvacha animal, and so that the animal do, on Shabbos, the animal does count as a carbon. But the guy who was supposed to bring the carbon wasn't mekayim his mitzvah, and that's why he's allowed to bring a nicer animal for a carbon. It would turn out unbelievable, says some sofer, if a person does a bris mila without cutting away the tzitz and shein and ma'ak v'mesa mila, so they're not ma'ak of the mila. The mila is chal. The person is mahul. The mila vis-a-vis the baby happens. 
But what about the Aviyah Ben, whose mitzvah it is to do the Mila? So it could be that without the Hidur, he wasn't Mekayim, his mitzvah of Mila. Because the, vis-a-vis the, the Osea mitzvah, the person doing the mitzvah, he's not actually Mekayim, the mitzvah, in that way. That's specifically by, by Mila, you find such a split between the Misa of Mila and the idea of being Mahul is also an element of the mitzvah of Mila. So we pointed out many times, the Ragachavar, right, of Zevon quotes from the Ragachavar, that the Ragachavar's style of learning was that he didn't just have Tzvei Dinim like the Briskers have, he would always have three Dinim. He he find three dinim in a given halacha. So Mila was, was the example that Rav Zevin gives of how the Ragachavar would think. That there's the Maisa Mila, there's Lios Mahul, which is the mitzvah on the person to be Mahul, and then there's Shalolios Aral. And Isrolosa say not to, be, uh, not to be an Aral. But you see those first two categories work out very nicely over here. There's also Machlokesh Rishon and whether Hidr Mitzvah is Daraisa. The Gemara and Shabbos, as we pointed out, Darshan's is from a Pasuk, Zekeli Va'anveyu. It's a Pasuk in the Torah. The Ritva and Sukkah Dafir write as a Dover Pashut that it's only a Din Midrabanan. The Ritva says that that's why it's uh, it's not Ma'akev, because when it comes to Daraisa, there's no such thing, says the Ritva, as a Lechadchil and a Bidiavet. When it comes to Daraisa, it either is or isn't. It's either good or it's bad. It's only by Drabanan that you're going to find a Lechadchil and a Bidiavet. So that's why Hidr Mitzvah is a Din Lechadchil. It's not Ma'akev, because it's a Dindarabanan, the Ritva holds. From Rashi in Sukkah Davchav though, that we mentioned, that Lulav Yavish is puzzled because of Va'anveyu, it must be Da'araisa, because the Psul of Lulav Yavish is a Psul Da'araisa, and Rashi seems to be quoting the Pasuk in that context to tell us that it's, uh, that it's a Psul Da'araisa. One more quick point over here. We said that, uh, Shira, that, that uh, Tzitzis Na'eh, on the list of, uh, of, 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 uh, of items that are examples of Hidr Mitzvah, we said Sukkah Na'eh, Lulav Na'eh, Tzitzis Na'eh, for Torah, etc. Now Rashi and Babakama quotes the Brisa in a little bit of a different lashon. Not Tzitzis Na'eh, but Talis Na'eh, Tzitzis Na'eh. He gives two examples within the world of Tzitzis. To have a nice Talis and nice Tzitzis. So apparently there's some sort of hidur, not just in having nice strings, good, thick, strong, uh, you know, clean strings of tzitzis, but in having a nice talus. Now the question is, why would there be a hidur in having a nice talus? Talus, not, well, when, when, what kind of beggar is chayv and tzitzis? Any beggar, any beggar of Dalit Kanfos is chayv and tzitzis. You have four corners on your beggar, you're chayv and tzitzis. So there's a mitzvah to wear nice clothing, and it used to be the normal clothing had four corners. So all the normal clothing, they have to put tzitzis on. So is a mitzvah to have, it's a hidur mitzvah to dafka wear nicer clothing? Do we find such a thing? That a person should dafka wear nicer clothing because a hidur mitzvah? So if Moshe Nechuv and Arachayim Chelikal of Simkuf Pezayin says, no, nah, it can't be that there's such a din that a person has to wear nice clothing. What are Aniyim supposed to do? They can't do the, the hidur mitzvah? I don't know why it's such a kasha. What are Aniyim supposed to do if they can't afford a more expensive tefillin? And they can't, it's expensive sometimes to do a hidur mitzvah if they can't afford a more expensive vessel. So what are Anim supposed to do? But anyway, he, he finds it hard to believe that it means that you should wear nice clothing. But he says it must be referring to what, what we do nowadays, that if you're going to have a Begad, Miyuchad, Litzvila, and because that Begad is Miyuchad specifically for 
tefillah, that should be noah. And hu adin bismanenu, when we have a begin miyuchad for tzitzis, even when it's not just miyuchad for tefillah, we have a talus katan, that's miyuchad specifically so that you could do the mitzvah, so that gives the beged a certain chashivos, and therefore one should have tzitzis noah. Someone asked me recently about the kashos of uh, what they call undershirt tzitzis, where the tzitzis is the, you know, they, they cut an undershirt in, uh, you know, uh, up in a way that it makes it have four corners, and that way you don't have to wear an undershirt and the tzitzis, and uh, whether that's uh, that's kosher or not. So one of the issues is, is it a, uh, is it not? Would that be considered something that is, uh, so it would still be kosher if it's not not? The bigger issue by the undershirt tzitzis is that it may be big dezeya, that the Allah is that big dezeya are pata from tzitzis. A beggar that's just there to, to catch your sweat is actually pata from tzitzis. So if that, and that's l'chor, the function of, uh, of an undershirt. So it's a discussion in the uh, in the poskim, whether uh, whether it's kosher or not. But anyway, so uh, so th- that so the Gemara is asking, how do I know that if a person says ahanoe, he means that I want to do, I want to become a nazir? Maybe what he means is I want to do hider mitzvah. I'm such a good guy. I want to always do my mitzvahs be hider. Amar Shmuel shetafus b'sa'arov Amar anoe. No, the case is he holds on to his hair and he says anoe. So that's uh, the, the so he's saying I want to be I want to be noe in the mitzvah that connects to uh, to this to this hair. That's what the Tosas points out over here. That it is about a mitzvah. He is saying he's saying I want to beautify myself with the mitzvah that's connected to hair. So he's holding on to his hair when he says it. So it says the Gemara. But wait a second. Can you really call that a nice, wonderful mitzvah when you uh, when you decide to become a nazir? Nazir milsa davera. Nazir is a, is an avera to be a nazir. You're not supposed to be a nazir. And we're going to call that uh, that we're going to call that na'eh, meaning. Uh, is that something that uh, that you could say that's a good thing? Even according to Rabbi Lazar Kapar, who says that a Nazir by definition is a sinner, that it's a milsada veira for a person to become a Nazir. That's only if a person became a Nazir and then became Tame, where he ruined his Naziris and he's going to have to start all over again. That's when we say that he was a Chote for becoming a Nazir. Since he has to, uh, he's, he's ruined his own Nazirus and all the days that he counted toward his Nazirus fall by the wayside and he has to start again. Over there, there's an elevated concern that he might come to violate the Nazirus because he had accepted upon himself a regular Nazirus 30 days. 28 days into it, he becomes Tame. Now he's got to count 30 all over again. So it's going to turn out that he has 58 days of Nazirus. So he's definitely going to come. It was much more likely, rather, to come to violate the Naziris. That's where we say it's a sin to be a Nazir like that. But Aval Nazir Tahar, Karibe, but to be a Nazir Tahar, nothing wrong with that. So it's appropriate to say that it's going to be, he's going to be not mitzvahs by being a Nazir because there's nothing wrong with being a Nazir Tahar. Tosos on the bottom of Beis and Beis raises the question that uh, you're going to say Nazir Tahar didn't, doesn't violate anything. The Gemara is going to say later on, and the Gemara said Nazir in the Dharm, according to Rabbi Lazar, even a Nazir Tahar is in violation of something because he's Mitzah 
And that's why he's a chote, that a person shouldn't rob himself of pleasures of this world. And in Nazir Tahar, even in Nazir Tahar, has chosen to be mitzayar himself by limiting his diet and by not being able to drink any wine. So why, how can the Gemara say over here that only a Nazir Tameh is a chote? Anyone who's mitzayar himself is a chote. So it says, Tosas Yishomer, Detar Nami Ktsas Karilei Chote, Umikomakom Mitzvah Rabba Alechet. Fascinating comment of Tosas. Tosas says, people like to think of the world as black and white. There's good, there's bad. There's Aser, there's Mutter. Sometimes there are actions that have a little bit of good and a lot of bad in them, or a little bit of bad and a lot of good in them, and the good can outweigh the bad, or the bad can outweigh the good. When a person is a Nazir Tar, it's true, it's bad that he's being Mitzar himself from wine. But it's really good that he's living his life with an elevated sense of Kedusha, of becoming a Nazir. And the good outweighs the bad. So yeah, he's a Chote. But he's a Chote that's doing a Dover Kadosh, and that Dover Kadosh outweighs any little bit of Chet that he may have in becoming a, in becoming a Nazir. But when he's a Nazir Tameh, the good does not outweigh the bad. What's the example? Tos says, we have such an example. The Gemara talks about if a person has a bad dream on Friday night, so there's something called the Tainus Chalom, that you should fast a Tainus Chalom on Shabbos. And then the Gemara says, when it becomes a weekday, he should fast a Tainus Lataniso. He should fast another fast to compensate for the fact that he fasted on Shabbos, and you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. Well, then why did he fast on Shabbos in the first place? Elamai, there's a, a, a good idea of fasting a Tainus Chalom. There's some... There's, it's bad to fast on Shabbos. So fasting in Tainus Chalom on Shabbos, the good outweighs the bad. That, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that you have to fast on Shabbos, but the good of fasting in Tainus Chalom outweighs the bad of fasting on, uh, on Shabbos. And then you make up for it. You try to address the negative side of it as well later on. That's the, uh, the comment of, of Tosos. There's a fascinating tshuva of Moshe has in Moshe that how seriously do we take this idea that a person's mitzvah and is therefore a chote, that a person decides he's not going to have every hana'as he's not going to benefit from this world in every single which way so that's called a chote, that he's called a sinner so someone asked Ramesha, are you allowed to go on a diet? You can go on a diet. You're gonna you're gonna stop eating uh, chocolate cake and rugelach and whatever. All these uh, all these delicious foods that a person normally enjoys very very much. So is that is that, is that permissible? He's being mitzayr himself. So how is that uh, permissible? So Moshe writes that it's a davar pashat that someone who does it for health reasons that he shouldn't get sick, or he shouldn't be dangerously uh, you know morbidly obese or anything like that. That certainly is no chashash because you're doing it for rufua. And he says even if you're not choshesh uh, uh, first. Sakana. Nevertheless, the tsar that he's going to have from being unhealthy, from being out of breath every time he walks up a flight of stairs, the tsar that he's going to have from not being in shape outweighs the tsar that one has from not eating certain types of food. So Rav Moshe says, certainly it would be permissible. And he says, not only that, even if it's not Litzorok Rafua, it's Linoi Uliofi. Person stop, they're vain, they have a certain uh, the way they want to look, a body image or whatever, and it has nothing to do with health. It has nothing to do with uh, with you know being healthy to serve Baruch None of the, the holy reasons that a person could have for uh, for for being in good shape and for, for eating properly, still he says it's mutter. Because just like a person is allowed to choose not to drink wine, the iser is not to become a nazir where you make it usher to drink wine. That's the issue. But to, to choose not to drink wine, there's 
there's no issue in choosing not, not to drink wine. There's not an issue being mitzaratzmum in a yain. The issue is creating an issue by which you're mitzaratzmum in a yain. That's the uh, the problem. However, he says all of this is uh, is when you make a, a diet that you're not going to eat uh, sweet things and uh, and things of that nature. That's where we say that it's not considered a violation of, of withdrawing hanah. But let's say, but a person starves himself. He says that's an issue. A person is going to do something unhealthy where they're going to they're going to starve themselves. That you're not allowed to do. That's a chovel begufo mamish. Rav Moshe says for a person to be chovel begufo uh, is uh, there's no 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 heter for a person to uh, to, to unhealthily uh, starve themselves. So that uh, relates. Rav Moshe quotes this whole discussion about the sin of being a nazir, being mitzayir yourself from wine in this uh, in this context. There is a discussion in the Natanaim Amoraim Rishonim whether in general being mitzayir yourself from uh, from 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 yain and uh, be, is 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 a good thing or a bad thing. The Rambam writes, a person shouldn't say that since kinataiva and kavodam otzim v'saldom and olam, so he's going to stay away from them to the point that he's not gonna, he's going to stay so far away from taiva, he's not going to eat any meat, he's not going to drink any wine. He says someone who goes b'darach zu is nikrachote. The Rambam writes in Nuchos Deus that a person who does that is called a sinner because it says by nos v'chipper lo me'asher chatal nefesh. So he quotes this sheet of Rabbi Lazar that a person who's mitzar himself from wine is called a uh, so the Ram seems to paskin that way, like that sheet of Rabbi Lazar HaKapar. Uh, nevertheless, Shulchan Aruch writes in Archaim Sim Tafkof Aleph that someone who's Yoshev B'Tainis, if he could handle the Tainis, he's Nikra Kadosh. It sounds not like Rabbi Lazar HaKapar. Not that it's a Chote, but that it's a Kadosh, that a person is doing a good thing. Okay, so there's, uh, like everything else, there's uh, there's balance in, in life, and a person has to find the right balance. Okay, Vaitu in the Gemara. So a person says, Hareni Kazeh, I'm going to be like this. He's but he granted he's holding on to his hair, but he didn't say Hareni Kaze. So all the Rishonim say, what are you talking about? We just said he said Hareni Kaze. What do you mean he didn't say Hareni Kaze? So there's some issue over here. There are Girsaos issues over here. What in the world is going on? Some have the Girsa, Tafas that that he wasn't uh, holding his hair. Others say, the, uh, if it uh, goes, Marav Ranschburg says, no, it should be Hareni Baze Lo Amar. That he says Hareni Kaze, even if he's holding his hair, he didn't say Baze that I'm going to be, I'm going to be with this is going to be my nether. He just said Kaze. What do you mean? I'm going to be like hair? So it says, over Over here, it's not just that he's holding his hair, because that, that wouldn't be enough if you're just saying Hareni Kaze. It would have to be that there's a Nazir over Lefanov, that there's a Nazir walking in front of him, and he says, Hareni Kaze. I'm going to be like that guy. So that's what it means that uh, he's makabal upon himself, Nazirus. Tosus writes in Daf Bezim and Bez that since we're talking about a Nazir over Lefanov, we now no longer have to make the Ukimta that he's Tofis Bisaro. I mean, the way the Gemara formulated the question is granted he's holding his hair, but what does that mean? It doesn't really accomplish anything over here. So the Gemara's answer is there's a Nazir over Lefanov. Does that mean he's holding his hair and there's a Nazir over Lefanov? Tosus says no. It means that instead of holding his hair, in this case, there's actually a Nazir over Lefanov. Shitum Gufetzes understands that no, that it's both. That it's a Nazir over Lefanov and 
Tani's Tophes Bissaro. She interprets the Gemara that way, and he says, but I don't understand why you need both. Meaning, obviously, that what the Hareni Kazeh is going on is on the Nazir over Lefanov. Why would you need then to be Tophes Bissaro? Which is a good Kasha. That's why probably the Pashas is like Tosos, that you don't need both. You just need the Nazir over Lefanov. Hareni Misalsel. The person says, I'm going to be Misalsel. That too is a Lashon of Kabbalah's Nazirus. So, Mimaida Dein Silsel Sa'ara. How do I know that Silsel means hair? That it means that he's going to do something with his hair. So, uh, says the Gemara, Silsel Sa'ara, like the Amsa de Bey Rebbe said, the, the maidservant of the base Rebbe, who is often relied upon for uh, explaining what various words mean, because from the Sichas Chulin from Talmidei Chachamim, you can gain so much just hearing the way Rebbe would speak around the house. She was able to pick up on so much that so the Amsa de Bey Rebbe said to uh, to Lahu Gavra said to a certain guy, For how long are you going to be Mesalsel Bisarecha? So you see, Silsul relates to Seir, that it, re- it relates to hair. So frankly, Gemari, yeah, but it, it may relate to hair sometimes, but it can also relate to other things. A Matora. Maybe well, when the person says, Hareni Mesalsel, he means that he's going to be more dedicated to Torah, that he's going to learn Torah, because after all, Dixiv, the Pasuk says, in the context of Torah, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk concludes. But that's a reference to Torah. So how do you know that it's necessarily a reference to hair when a person says, Hareni Mesalsel? You have to say that he's holding his hair and he's saying, Hareni Mesalsel. So as long as you give it some context, so then you understand very well that it's talking about uh, some bad hair. Right, where do we have uh, the, the Amsad Rebbe? I think she was by Sirugin, by Megillah. That Masayata, uh, she's the one that when the Tamil Chacham were coming, uh, you know, skipping from one, one after the other, she'd say, how long are you going to be coming? Serugin, Serugin. So uh, the Amsad Rebbe was someone of, uh, of stature from, from who we learned, uh, just the, the language that she, that she used. Hareni Mechalkel. If a person says, Hareni Mechalkel, that's also Kabbalah's Nazirus. Mimaida den Kilkel Sa'arohu. How do I know that's a reference to hair? Kilkel Mechalkel means Seyar. Kedetanan, like the Mishnah says. Sid Rabbi Yudah Amr Kedei Lasud Kilkel. That Sid, Rabbi Yudah said, meaning when the, the Mishnah talks about in Mesechah uh, Shabbos, on the sheer of how many, of, of how much of, of different items you need to carry in order to be considered in violation of Shabbos, so the halacha is generally that there is no set shear that works for all items, that if you carry this shear of any item on Shabbos, that you have violated Otsah and Shabbos. It really depends on the item, that if you, that what's considered a davar chashem for that item, what would be usable, what would be considered significant of a given item. So what about seed? What about something, a hair removal type of ointment that they would use? How much would you have to carry on Shabbos for it to be a violation of Otsah and Shabbos? Rabbi Yudomer Kedei Lassud Kilkel. Rabbi Yudha says, in, enough to be Lassud Kilkel. So Vama Rav Bastida. And Rav says, that's the hair of the temples. Apparently, it was common to do hair removal on the hair of the temples. And since that was a common beauty procedure that they would do, so that amount of Sid is considered a reasonable amount of Sid. But you see that how they're touching the word Kilkel, they're talking about the hair of the temples. That's Kilkel. So, uh, so that's how we know that Harini Mechalkel means that I want to be in Nazir, that I want to grow my hair. Says Gemara, Ema maybe Machalkel over here refers to supporting that the Machalkel Chaim, right, that we say every day that, that 
Hakadosh Baruch Hu supports our life by by giving us uh, by giving us nourishment, by giving us food. So maybe over here it means Mezen Aniyeh Kedushiv. After all, pasuk says in Chumash by Chalkel Yosef as Aviv Vesachiv that Yosef was Mechalkel his father in Vesachav and Kol Beisaviv Lechem Lufiyadav that he gave enough bread and he gave enough food for everyone to be supported. So over there by Chalkel clearly relates to Yosef's role as supporter, as someone who's giving food to everybody. So how do you know that Hareini Mechalkel means that a guy wants to be a Nazir? Maybe Hareini Mechalkel simply means that a guy wants to uh, wants to have Mizonos or wants to support others with Mizonos. Again, you have to add context to it. He's not just saying out of the blue, Hareini Mechalkel. He's holding his hair and saying Hareini Mechalkel. So that's how you know it's something about hair, it's not about food. The last uh, Lashon that we said in the Mishnah very, that everyone agrees is Lashon Nazirus. A guy says, I'm going to be Mishaleach Pera. That is a Lashon of Nazirus. Tosus writes that it's Dafkal Lashaleach Pera, that he's a Nazir. But if he says, Pera, that would not be a Nazir, because the word Pera, Bifneatzma, on its own, doesn't mean grown hair, rather it means exposed hair. Meaning, where, where do we have that? In uh, Parshas Naso, Uparas Roshi Isha, by the Sota. What do we do to the Sota? We're Paras Roshi Isha. What, we grow her hair? We let her hair grow? No, it means we expose her hair. We uncover her hair. That's where we learn the mitzvah, the requirement of Kisei Rosh Lanashim, of women covering their hair from Upara Esrosh Haisha. So, uh, that we refer to as growing the hair. So, someone says, he's a Nazir. But how do you know the word Shiluach means that the person is going to grow their hair? Maybe Lishaleach means something else. And I understand you want to say it means grow from the pasuk uh, from the from the pasuk in Shira Shirim Shlachayich Pardes Rimonim. But Ema Midida Avure maybe it means to remove something Kedushiv because we also have a pasuk in Eov that Hashem is a Nosim Matar Al Pnei Aretz Vishaleach Mayim Al Pnei Chutzos. So over there the word Shiluach means removal of or being Mavir rather than uh, passing over rather. than them growing. So the Gemara says, Tana para para yalif. We have the word shiluach alone would not teach us that it means growing hair. It's para itself that teaches us that it's about growth. That it says uh, in the context of a Nazir that throughout his entire Nazirus he can't. And it's Kadoshiya. Gadel Pera Sa'aro Show. So you see that it's Gadel Pera, that it's uh, the, the, the hair growing, not cutting it, and the growth of the hair is referred to as Pera. Uksifasim Gabi Koin Hediot, and it says by Koin Hediot, Upera lo Yishalechu, that he cannot be Mishalayach. Para. So you see that Shiluach and Para by the Kohen Hediot are because the Kohanim have a requirement to get a haircut every so often, every very often. By uh, by Kohen Gadol, it's got to be every day. By, by what is it? I think it's every every day, every week. By the Melech's every day. Melech's every day. I think Kohen Gadol's every week. By Kohen Hediot, it's every month. Kohen Hediot can't go more than 30 days without a without a haircut. So what's what's the issue of Kohen Hediot? Para lo yishalechu. He's not allowed to do what is para. What's the definition of para? It's what a Nazir must do. What a Nazir must do, a Kohen is not allowed to do. A Nazir must grow his hair for 30 days. A Kohen is not permitted to grow his hair 
for uh, for thirty days. So that's para lo yishalechu. So the uh, exactly what the what the need for this kizera shava is is not is not abundantly clear. Um, you know, certainly the Torah said that a nazir has to be mishalech para. We can learn from kizera shava what shiluach para means. Whether shiluach para means havaras para or gidul para. But over here it doesn't say shiluach para by by the nazir. Um, so it's hard to understand how we know that when the guy says hareni mishalech para how how we learn from this Kizera Shava that, uh, that uh, between the Parshas Nazi and Parshas Kohanim that it relates to, uh, to Shiluach, that when the guy says Shiluach Peri necessarily means growing the hair. But okay, the Rishonim work on that, uh, on that issue. V'ibayasema, ha'ishalech mayim nami riboyhu. That, no, shiluach always means growing. I, we said, shavishalech mayim al penechutzos. Didn't that mean havara, not riboy, not growing? So he said, no, that also means growing. D'chadmashken le'maya lepira v'ravi. That you uh, water something and it grows. So shiluach mayim is also about growth. It's all about growth. So shiluach para therefore must mean that a person is saying that he's going to grow his hair. But then we had a machlokas tadayim about a certain lashon. Hareya lightsi parin. The guy says, I'm going to bring birds. Ramey Roman Nazir. Ramey says, good enough. He's a Nazir. That lashon is a strong enough lashon to make him a Nazir. And the Chum disagree. The Chum think that that's not a strong enough lashon to make him a Nazir. So it says, my, my time at Ramey, why does Ramey think that Hareya uh, lightsi parin is good enough to make him a Nazir? Amrei shlakish tziparin smuch in the seyar kibalalav. Then when he says Hareya lightsi parin, he means the where sometimes when a person will use a word it will be a hint to a word that appears near it in a pasuk. So he says he's not really talking about the birds he's talking about that which uh, that which appears in a pasuk right next to the word birds. So uh, the pasuk says and the pasuk that he must be referring to when he said is a pasuk in Daniel where the pasuk talks about Nebuchadnezzar and the pasuk says that his hair grows like the wings of uh, eagles and his fingernails like t- like tziparin. So you see that uh, seyar is referenced in the very same pasuk as tziparin. So therefore, it must mean when he says tziparin, he means that which appears in the pasuk next to it, which is hair. So that's how that's what Rameir is saying that we that Rameir suffer that a person will uh, will will uh, make his nether relate to that which is near something. In a pasuk, Rabbanan Savri lo matfesinish b'midi d'samachleid. Rabbanan say no. The word siparin doesn't mean hair, and therefore it doesn't mean anything to do with nazirus. A person isn't always associating with what's near it in the uh, in the pasuk. Uh, so this is Reish Lakish's approach. So Tosus writes that according to Reish Lakish, we're talking about where he says Siparim smuch on the seyar. And Tosus uh, asks, why does the Gemara have to say uh, we're going to see soon a nafkamina between Reish Lakish's understanding of the Machlokes Rameir and the Chamim versus Rabbi Yochanan? If the understanding is that the guy actually doesn't just say a really like Siparim, he says Siparim smuch on the seyar. So the nafkamina would be if he doesn't say Siparim smuch on the seyar. According to Reish Lakish, it would be a, a total zero, and according to Rabbi Yochanan, it would mean uh, it would it would still you'd still have machlok shemir and lecham. So that's why Tos says that no, you have to say that when he says harelaytz parm means he just says harelaytz parm stam, and uh, but it's only going to work if there's a nazir over lefanav. And Reish Lakish says mechadish that when he says tziparim uh, that 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 when you say either tziparim asmuchim l'seyar where you're a tofes besamuch. 
or you, there's another over the fun of either one when you just say harelite siparim, either one would uh, would work. So now says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan Amar. Rabbi Yochanan says, No, I don't think this is the machlokas Rameir and the Chamim about harelite siparim. I think what they're really arguing about is something else entirely. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Dukuli alma lo matfis. No one is tofes besmuchim. No one's thinking about psukim and what's near the pasuk and what it would mean. No, hainu time and ela hainu time and Rameir. The reason Rameir holds harelite siparim is a kabbalas and zeros. The chashin and shemitz. Maybe what he means by realize is I accept to bring upon I accept upon myself to bring the birds that a Nazir Tame would have to bring. Should I become Tame in my Nazirus that I am hereby accepting? So says Gamar Mikti Khashinan Kamar. Yeah, you you think that's what he might mean. But you know what else he might mean? Dilmatsipari Nidava Kibullah. Maybe he's just deciding to bring an Allah's Nidava to bring to bring birds of Nidava. So says Gamar no, there's a better phrase to use if that's all he meant. Imkain Hare like Khan me Then he should have said Hareya like Khan that I'm gonna bring a pair of birds. So Vidilma Hareya Light Tsipari Mitsaruka Amar because is but still maybe he meant that he plans to bring the Tsiparim of a Mitsura. Not not birds of a Nadava, but also not Nazir of a Mitsura. So Sagmar gonna show you Nazir over Lafanov. You have to give context. Case must have been that there was a Nazir walking right in front of him. Vidilma Nazir Tame, Ulupotrum and Karbanosov Kaamar. But still, how do you know that he plans on being a Nazir? Maybe the the Nazir that was walking in front of him is a Nazir Tameh, and he's saying, I want to exempt that guy from his carbonos because he's a Nazir Tameh. Case was that there wasn't a Nazir Tameh walking in front of him, there was a Nazir Tahar walking in front of him. So when Nazir Tahar is walking in front of him and he says, he clearly means to bring birds. Which birds? The birds of a Nazir Tameh for himself, should he become Tameh. So what's the nafkamina between Reish Lakish's understanding where you nitfas besmuchim versus Rabbi Yochanan's understanding that it's all about the Nazir that's over the fun of and his, his intention is the birds of a Nazir Tameh. When he says according to Rabbi Yochanan, even if you say that you can't be nitfas besmuchim. It's only going to work if there's a nazir actually walking in front of you. It's not going to work without that. But according to Shimon Lakish, according to Rish Lakish, even if there's no nazir walking in front of you, a person can be nitfas besmuchim. So when he says that I'm going to bring that's good enough, and he's already a Nazir, according to Reish Lakish. So that's the uh, the, the, the nafkamina between Reish Lakish's understanding of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yochanan's understanding of Rabbi Meir. Is there anyone that disagrees with the notion that Reish Lakish introduces that sometimes when you use a word you mean to associate it with that which is nearer in the Pasuk? If a guy says Yemin, that's a Lashon of Shvua. Why is it a Lashon of Shvua? Isn't it because the person... The, the person is referring to the Pasuk that says, mm-hmm. So you see that the Lashon of Shvua, when it, it says in the Pasuk, right near it, it has a Lashon of Shvua. So isn't that exactly what the guy is doing when he says the word Yemin? He's being Nitfas Besamuch? No, that has nothing to do with being Nitfas Besamuch. The word Yemin itself is a Shvua. How do I know that Yemin is a 
reference to the left hand. So all of that is a lashon of Shavua. Says the Mishnah, a person decides that he wants to become a Nazir from Zagim, from Tiglachas, from Tumah, from different elements. One guy says, I'm going to be a Nazir, I'm not going to eat grapes. Another one says, I'm going to be a Nazir, I'm not going to eat raisins. I'm going to be a Nazir, I'm not going to shave, I'm not going to cut my hair. I'm going to be... So he doesn't really mean he's going to be a Nazir. He's trying to say that he's going to be a Nazir, but only in certain rules of Nazirus. So says the mission of the rule is, he's a Nazir and called Diktuke Nazirus Allah. That's what the uh, Tulsus points out over here. Minachartsanim uminazagim, it's o o katani. It can't mean and, because then if he's saying everything, if he says, I'm going to be a Nazir from, from uh, the grape products and from the shaving and from the tumma, and from, so then obviously he's just being a makabal the whole Nazirus. But says the Gemara, Masnisin to Lok Rabbi Shimon, our Mishnah is against Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon holds, you are not a Nazir at all unless you take a Nedr Nazirus with a complete Nedr Nazirus, including everything. So this Machlokas, if a person takes a partial Nazirus, whether he's a Nazir at all, is what we will begin with tomorrow. There's a lot to say on this, uh, this Machlokas, and that will get us into Kiddush and Abdullah and Kiddush Makum Suda, a lot of labor topics tomorrow.